The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, we will return our attention to this survey uh, from Lidl Ireland and the LGFA, the Ladies Gaelic Football Association. And what it reveals is that people are overwhelmingly more likely in Ireland to attend a men's sporting event rather than a women's equivalent. Five times more likely, to be precise. Nora Stapleton is with me, the Women in Sport Lead with Sport Ireland, former Grand Slam winner as well with the Irish rugby team and a former Donegal footballer. And Ashling Maher is with me, the Dublin Camogie captain. Uh, you're both very, very welcome. Um Nora, what stood out for you amongst the findings of this survey today? Oh, um, thanks, Ian. Look, I think, first of all, isn't it great that people are continuing to do this type of research because it's so important that everything is informed. Um, I think, you know, there's a bit around the perception of some of the answers that came through on it where people, you know, think that the play isn't high enough and is that a reality, have they actually gone and seen the standard of play versus that's what they think as well and that always comes through um, in some of these surveys where people kind of, you know, that unconscious bias comes through and, you know, what was the norm or what was the the kind of general consensus of society is nearly filtering through and and it's just not the case when they actually go and see the live events and they experience it firsthand their their perception changes and their views change and, and suddenly they're the ones trying to bring others to these games as well. As as well as maybe um, misconceptions, misperceptions, um, is a problem that there's a constant comparison between men's code and the women's code in different games. Hundred percent. They're they're two different products, and I think you know from not just from how we you know what you're watching basically, and and people need to realise that they're two different pro- products, but even how we present them and how. The national governing bodies and those in charge of putting on the event, they shouldn't see it as this is how we do it when we start a men versus we just do the same thing for the women's game. Um, they're two different products and, and you have to look at it differently. You have to think differently, be more creative. You may have to bring in different people to work on different events and, and that's how it should be viewed. Uh, and uh, Ashling, is that how the events should be sold as well? That not only are they different games, you can't compare the kind of the men's and women's, but that the fan experience is actually different at both. Yeah, I think definitely. Like they are, as Nora said, they're completely different products to begin with. But also, the position of female sports more often than not is in a completely different place to the male counterparts. You know, they're they're decades behind in terms of the exposure they've been given, the support they've been given the opportunity that they've had to promote their athletes and their game. So more time and effort needs to go into thinking about how we're promoting the women's game instead of just copying the format that's being done with the men's game. And I think that, as Nora said, if we can overcome that challenge and if we can cross that bridge, then we can get to a place where when people see Mm. the women's games played, they realise the level of skill and the intensity that is there. And that's what what brings them back. We've had some fairly high profile campaigns over recent years. So it was the kind of 20 by 20 that, you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it, things like that. Um, I mean, is there a need for consistent, concerted effort to boost the game? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think there is. And like, you know, we, we've seen campaigns like that and we do see increases. And, you know, I'm sure if, if you're to look at attendance over the last number of years, like in Ireland alone, we, we've set records uh, across Europe for attendance of female games through the LGFA, um, All-Ireland finals and stuff. So like we we are absolutely able to compete at the highest level, but we can't drop the ball on it. We can't just say, oh, enough is enough. And sure, look, isn't it great? It's much better than it was. And wasn't mm. it great? We got 50,000 people at an LGFA final. We need to be constantly pushing on 
um, to try and bring that to a position where it can compete with the numbers the men's are seeing. Uh, um, uh, Nora, uh, allowing for what Ashley says, I mean, you can't rest on your laurels. Um it is important to acknowledge the progress at the same time. You can look at this and say, oh God, you know, people five times more likely to go to a, a, a men's game rather than the women's. I remember a few years ago um, it getting kind of headlines in national newspapers that the women's football team, the national team, sold out Tallis Stadium. They sold 8,000 tickets. This was huge. I mean, it was only in September about, what, 36,000 people went to watch them take on Northern Ireland after the World Cup. So, you know, again, not to suggest it's grand, everyone put your feet up, we have reached kind of parity of esteem and absolute equality. But at the same time, you've got to stand back and acknowledge the trajectory is positive, isn't it? No, it really is. And we've definitely seen that over the last number of years. And, you know, you throw COVID in the middle there, which disrupted everything. And so where could we actually have been? Um, But I think you know, 42% in that survey stated that they had an interest in attending. So it's not as if people are completely saying, no, just, you know, wouldn't touch it, wouldn't go near it. There's definitely interest there. And, and, you know, you saw some of the barriers that came out as well around um, lack of media coverage, not being aware of when the matches are taking place or events are taking place, and then not being aware of anyone playing. And I think that's massive. And look, you've got the likes of Ashley, who's a fantastic role model and amazing player. And I think what, you know, she took part in the hashtag the toughest. And that was an incredible video. Sorry, Ashley, I watched it. <laughs> it was really <laughs> cool. But it was brilliant to watch, um, you know, the camera following her around and those kind of behind the scenes where you really got to know Ashley and her teammates and things like that. And that's so important. And we have to do things that are a little bit different, build the profile of players. Is it cultural, the comparison that's made with regard to some sports rather than others? You know, people will rarely say around Wimbledon, kind of deride the women's final because, you know, it doesn't last as long as the men's or they're not hitting the ball as hard. People last year, like watching the athletics in Budapest, wouldn't have said, oh yeah, Femke Ball is, is impressive and all, but you know, the men can run that little bit faster. Yet, yet comparisons are consistently made and constantly made when it comes particularly to team sports. It is, it is team sports. I mean, if you look at any of, say, more the Olympic sports, I guess, where you have athletics, rowing, you know, all those sports that you mentioned there, they're viewed on a completely equal basis. You have men and women participating um, most of the time in the same venue at the same events, and that's the norm. So I think it's very different. It's the fact that in Ireland we have three main field sports that have a huge following um, and you've got the women's teams then that haven't been in existence as long like the LGFA are uh, celebrating 50 years in existence this year I mean that, they're incredibly young compared to the GEA um, and look how far they've come and, and the work that they've done has just been incredible so I think it's it's a little bit unfair to judge but also we have to realise that this is a societal issue um, and so we have to call that out as well and we have to look at well, what needs to be done to fix this and the fact that those three sports have such a high following, well they have responsibility I think um, to try and do more and to try and you know create more high profile players to to ensure that the venues that are being used for matches mm. etc are more accessible because look, who wants to go to a fixture that's really hard to get to um, that doesn't have nice facilities where it's comfortable, where you're sitting down, where you can get tea and coffees, where you can bring your kids um, and they're, you know, it's well, sorry, I tried to, to cut across well. you, um, Nora, the, the family element. I mean, that is surely is a big selling Huge. point. You go to, and yeah. I would go to Camogie games and hurling matches as well. Uh, and there, there's a marked difference in the crowd. Not that there's no kids at a hurling match or anything, but it, there's a real family atmosphere mm-hmm. at the Camogie. Yeah, yeah. And I think, 
why you know we said at the outset it's a different product and there are it's a way more friendly family friendly environment at a, at a women's game and a lot of people would state that and and so they enjoy bringing their kids to it but I think if you're going to do that and if you're going to entice them to come back then you need to ensure that what's there is set up around it so that's everything from your fan zones music brass bands meet the players before or after, you know, injured players or something like that. You just have to include a hell of a lot more um, team anthems, you know, things for people to get involved in, your face painting, behind the scenes cameras, even digital match programs where they can download news about their players. All this stuff needs to be start to be built in around these games. This is my cue to shamelessly plug our own uh, Kamoki team who won the Club All-Ireland a few weeks ago uh, <laughs> the Borough, which was a mighty day out uh, for all involved. Listen, it's been great talking to both of you. Nora Stapleton, uh, Women in Lead Sport with Sport Ireland, Ashley Mar, Dublin Kamogi uh, captain. Thank you both very, very uh, much. Those textures earlier, Kieran, aren't sports fans. As a guide, the growth of women's sport, I think, is great because what does it mean? More sport than TV. No brainer. As for the quality, a competitive game of sport that you understand is always interesting. Understanding the rivalry, the history, the the stories behind the game is what makes it a spectacle. So says one of our listeners, I have to say in a minority, most people uh, having a go at women's sport and suggesting they would go to it if it were, in their words, as good as the men. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.